All right, guys. What's up? Welcome back to Average Takes. Welcome back. It's one of my favorite times of the year, folks. Football's over. We got a two-week stint until the Super Bowl. And my life couldn't be more boring. You know, there's no real baseball news anymore. Football is one game left. There, It's Rumor City football. So, sooner or later, like maybe next week when it's a week away from the Super Bowl, there's going to be some big news breaking. I already know it. I feel it because it's been very quiet. But until then, we're going to fill you in with all of your baseball needs. We're bringing you our Padres podcast starting after the music. <laughs> All right, I'm bomb. That guy who just coughed is Roman, and Shenny's giving you the deuces. Um, yeah, we're here talking Padres. You know, a couple San Diego kids. Average takes is the name. Average takes is the game. We're here just to present you the most average takes claims because we're just average. At the end of the day, nobody's special in this world. You might think you're special. You might think you're somebody. Nobody's special. We're all average. But let's get to it. Um, baseball is coming up. Pitchers and catchers report not too long away. I don't know what date exactly, but it's usually February, mid-February. This podcast will come out February 1st or 2nd. Um, Are we making it to a spring training game? We're already – yeah, I might have to. That's definitely in my bucket list this Not mad. Month. Not mad. Um, I don't know what I was going to get to saying, but whatever. Um, Padres made a lot of moves this offseason, folks. Um, if you didn't know, they signed Xander Bogarts of the Boston Red Sox. And Xander was an international signee with the Red Sox when he was like 15. Had been with that system for his entire career. Won two championships. Has been a a very steady player in and for the Red Sox over the past decade. I mean, he came in in 2013. I believe he was a rookie, and he won a, a, a World Series that year. Um, You know, going and paying for that type of player and going and getting that type of guy is showing you're in a win-now mo- mode, but we're doing it smart because – Xander is not a very flashy guy. We have those guys. We have the flashy guys. Xander is a very consistent every day. He's going to give you the clutch hits. You need He's that very... double. You need that you need that RBI single. You just need me to put a ball in play. He's that He's guy. there for it. He's very professional though. I don't hear his name in the news, you know, in the Dominican in Aruba where he's from riding motorcycles. I don't hear any of his name and link to any of that stuff. So he's a very, he's very professional. And uh, I think it's a great signing for this team who could, from the outside looking in, you could say this team lacks leadership. And I think he's going to come in with two world series rings with all that playoff experience. And he's only going to fuel the fire that these young guys are bringing to the table. Him and uh, Nelson Cruz, another addition for the Padres. I think he's going to fit in with that explanation as well. Give us some more leadership. Give us that old man knowledge. 
um, and definitely some more home runs for our team. That's what I'm love him at DH. Love we, him need, at DH. we needed homers last year. That was one thing we preached is why the frick do we not have a guy? Like we traded away Voight. And I mean, Voight, we all loved him because he ended up becoming a fan favorite, but for a minute, didn't get it going last year. Like, couldn't hide side of the barn, struck out a lot, walked a lot. Yeah, but couldn't find it. He ended up hitting, doing okay over the year. He did better, I feel like, when he went to the Nationals, whatever. But the Padres lacked home runs. Like, truly. Manny Machado hit 30. The rest of the lineup, like Will Myers last year, didn't do anything. Hosmer didn't do anything before he traded him. I mean, there was not there was lack of putting the ball out of the yard. No Tatis for an entire 162. Like there there wasn't much homers. Grisham didn't hit that many. What did he end up with? Double not digits, 20. but not, not 20. 20. Crone had less than 10, I think, or maybe right around there. Hassan Kim had like six, seven. Like this team lacked homers, but now you add uh for sure DH in Nelson Cruz, who just had eye surgery. And that is huge, you know. Because if he's been dealing with bad eyes for the last two seasons, when he was 41, he was absolutely phenomenal. 40 years old, he was phenomenal. He's 43 now. The last two years were a little bit of a downside, but I'm hoping and thinking that the eye surgery correlates with that. Um, and he still had a good year last year. Like, I, I will take those numbers as my DH who's not playing every day. Yeah, but we also have to remember he is 43. We can't expect 40 bomb Nelson Cruz anymore. We can't expect well, that. Well, he's 41 away from, what is it, 500? So can we get some MLB? Can we get some of those? Throwing those Albert balls. No, I'm not asking for 41. I'm asking for a fucking homer a time or two when we need it, dog. Like when we're up two runs and we have bases, like two guys on a good situation and we just roll into a double play. Like I'm sick of that baseball. Like I want a guy to come up there and hit a homer. But I think he his addition, I mean, we're only paying him $1 million. He's losing money. And I know I brought this up before when we, talked about this um but he is a true professional and not what not a lot of people have talked about this but he put himself in the exact same situation tatis did when he yeah, was he, he he's been he caught tested for PEDs. positive for peds yeah. and what is he now really? he's the gm of the dominican baseball's world classic team and he's a god over there and now Tatis has someone who won. He his whole entire city looks up to on his team in the clubhouse every day. I know that man has a chip on his shoulder, and he just had a recent interview. I don't know if anyone read the article or saw the the posts, but Tatis has a huge chip on his shoulder. Like this, this is scary hours because uh, I I think this kid is gonna go fucking. Insane. Butter. He's to quote to quote Juan Soto. Good luck to the other pitchers. That's all I'm going to say for this year. It's going to be, and we get Tatis back in 20 games. Yes, oh, he's coming back from a wrist and shoulder surgery, which they've said he's 90 percent back doing baseball activities. Everything he mm-hmm. has been training at Petco and with Joe Musgrove. 
every fucking day. Like what a joy to see that I go on my Instagram and see Joe posting him and him re- re- reposting it and stuff. Like this kid ain't go nowhere. He's going to fucking win us a world goddamn championship. And he's grinding. Yeah, he fucked up. And everyone is going to be on his head about it for a long time. But he's going to prove a lot of these mofos wrong, dog. Trust me. I truly think this kid is going to go fucking bananas this year. Like, no holds barred. Fuck your baseball rules. Fuck all that bullshit. This kid's going to go fucking insane. It doesn't matter. And I think Juan Soto being across from him on the other corner of the outfield is only going to make him a better outfielder, make each other better. Cause Juan Soto is not the greatest outfielder. I don't, I don't, I hate when people try to say like he's great at everything. He doesn't really seem to care about outfield. Like he's just out there. He loves playing baseball because he loves hitting homers, you know, hitting, walking. Like he, lo- I mean, He's not yeah. the greatest outfielder, but I've I been a big both I've of been a, them out there. Yeah, is going to make it even better. Yeah, and I I've been a big advocate. Well, what if you're going to make better? if you're going to make twenty errors, you better hit forty home runs. And obviously, Soto has forty home run capability. Obviously, Tatis has forty home run capability. He's already done it once. So has Soto. So I don't the errors don't bother me necessarily, but yes, he's not that like. There's videos out there of him looking like a little leaguer playing right field. And you know what they say, the the right fielder is always the worst player on the team when you're 12, 13. And sometimes he looks like that, like in the outfield. Hey, I, no, Soto. and Soto. Oh, Atis did not look great out there when they tried him out there a couple of years ago. But again, he was on one arm and he talks about this in his interview. Like everyone's doubting him on what his possibilities to do. The last time we saw him play baseball, he played great and he was on one arm. We saw the shoulder get popped out of socket. We fixed that problem. Yeah, he crashed the motorcycle. We fixed the wrist problem. Done. Yeah, yeah, I crashed the motorcycle. Yeah, twice. Yeah, crashed. Um, Hopefully, he doesn't do that shit again. Hopefully, he realizes, and I think he has. I mean, twenty four years old. You just watched your team get uh, two games away from the World Series, and a Fernando Tatis is a 20-win player. He can win you two games for sure. He himself. Like, the best thing about this fucking kid is that when the game is dead, standstill, nil-nil, or fucking, like, when the Padres need a fucking bounce, this kid brings it. He's and a must-watch. And before, it was only him. Like, yeah, Manny was on the team, but it felt like the kid is what drove and, like, led the team, like, his power. This ras- roster is fucking stacked. Oh, my God. But one oh thing we didn't God. talk about is Xander Bogarts. Him coming over to the Padres, I think, is going to lead to him having better seasons than he did with the Red Sox. Because as a right-handed hitter, who hits piss missile line drives runs into that wall 40 times a year. And let's not forget a big rule change. There's no shifts this year. There is no fucking shifts for the first time in forever. And, and I, I've hated this man for the last four or five years, but 
I'm going to give him a little flowers for this speech. Cody Bellinger of the Chicago Cubs. Cubs. Cubbies. He said, your whole life you're playing baseball. You hit a line drive right out the middle, right back at the pitcher's head. That's what they teach you growing Little League. Hit the ball right back at the pitcher's head. That's a base hit probably 90% of the time growing up as playing baseball. Then you get to the major leagues. That's an out now 90% of the time. So I'm excited to see how that changes. I think the numbers are going to be bonkers, Trevor, because the shift was the nerds taking over the sport of baseball. That was breaking down every pitch science to every player, to their swing, to where you want the ball and position the infielders to get those double plays, the easy rollovers, you know, like you said, a piss missile right back up second base. And there's a guy standing there going, ha ha, like the fucking Simpsons, you know, like that's what it was. Now you got to keep your feet on each side of the bag on the dirt. So the Manny Machado shift that we all love, but I mean, we didn't see it last year. If you do, you remember this was a, uh, Two years ago, Bomel did not bring this over when he came over. But um, yeah, Manny Machado was 20 feet in the right field. Can't happen. Won't happen this year. So so what exactly is like, how do they differentiate if you you have to be on the like your sides of second base? Yeah, you cannot cross over. So you can't can be in you the outfield, be... you have to be in the dirt, you said? You have to be on the dirt as well. So can you be as far be. over, you know, like before you cross or I don't I don't know how close you could be, but I'm sure second base is kind of like shortstop. They can move around a little. They have room to move. I just yeah. don't think they I think the shift is no three guys on one side. No guys off of the infield dirt. Yeah, and I'm honestly excited to see the plays that come out of this, because you're going to see some guys make some crazy athletic plays. It's going to go back to true baseball. We're going to see, we're going to have to see guys make those diving infield catches and like make crazy double plays. Like that's what the games lacked ever since stats had taken over. Like from what I watched, like was able to like consume it. You know, sometimes you watch sports, you're just like watching. You're not taking in it. Like if I turn on hockey, I'm just watching, waiting for a fight to happen. I'm not consuming. You know, if I'm watching Padre baseball, I'm consuming every pitch. I'm trying to make sure I don't miss a pitch. Or if I'm if I'm watching baseball, I I consume it just because I like the information, the knowledge. Yeah, and so, for and the, uh, since the shift, since the shift has really taken part the game has been a little bit more boring yeah and for the shift um cannot con and sarah's or whatever um you're always going to hear those people oh why don't they hit the other way why don't they hit the other way well here let me let me give you a scenario if you're a left-handed hitter and your shift is to right field um as a pitcher i'm going to throw the ball inside so you hit the ball where i have my guys placed how hard is it to hit a 99 mile per hour fastball on right on your hands? Let me just, yeah, let me just, I'm going to hit the other way. Impossible. That's why, that's what I have to say to the people who like the shift. Why don't you hit the other way? Good hitters will hit it the other way. 
good hitters aren't seeing 99 on the hands every single fucking pitch. You you have no choice but to hit it to if you want to barrel a ball up, you have no choice but to hit it to where they where they're shifted. So um that's all I have to say for the shift uh people who are pissed at the shifts. I love it. I love it. But um another topic I want to talk about is um the Padres catching situation. I'm not a big fan of a single catcher we have on the roster. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to just I'm not going to lie to the fans, okay? Love the fans, love the Padres. I think the catcher is the weakest spot and I know we just went and signed a 16-year-old prospect. Let's bring him up. 2016. Ethan Cialis. Stalis. Stalis. Cialis, bro. Chill. Pause. That's what it kind of reads like. Salas. Salas, whatever. Um, He's 16, so I'm not going to know his pronunciation of his name until he's about 22. Okay? Let's just get that. Get that right, Trevor. Um, But the catcher's a problem. I'm not the biggest Austin Nola fan. I know he looked really good in playoffs, but there's 162 games we got to get through until playoffs. And he looked good for 30. Yeah, and he he doesn't really look good to me. I mean, he, I guess, calls a decent game, but I don't know. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Nola. And then we have Luis Campuzano, who I wish he was better at the plate. He's not good behind the plate. But if I like like Trevor said about Tatis, you gotta make it up at the plate. If yeah, catcher is the only different. position that I really need. Right. Defense, like I watched he's a pass ball type of guy, a lot of pass ball. Yeah, like Capuzano was just, I mean, him and Blake he's, Snell. He's not, yeah, he's not smart. That's what Blake Snell is an easy pitcher, in my opinion, to call games for. When he's not locating his fastball, that's when he becomes a problem. But Capuzano doesn't even call like the fastball. Like he doesn't know what to do in situations where. Well, I'm sure the coaches call all the plays for them, but he's just he's just not the greatest catcher. And then um the Padres signed. Uh, Pedro Severino, Severino, long time, just Orioles, yep. Orioles. Um, he might end up making the roster over Campuzano. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Padres carried uh, two catchers and three catchers a lot of the time last year, so I don't know. I don't. I mean, it's Campuzano's year to f- turn it on. So, I mean, it might be he might be good. There's I a lot of this Jorge Alfaro already. Not gonna lie, I can't believe they non tendered him. Did not bring him back. He signed with the Red Sox on a minor would league. Ray Weather have would, would way rather have him than Campuzano for sure. I mean, I just need I if you Noah... just, all in on Campuzano now. Yeah, at this I point, guess. we never traded him. We traded him. Like prospect like besides him. Oh I mean, what God. does that tell you? As a fan, what does that tell you? And I'll tell you what it tells me. Let's hear yours first. He's not that good. If you can't get yeah. rid of him and nobody wants him, he's not I mean, that good. We haven't exactly. we haven't seen him be good yet. I I don't know. From from a like a, a baseball GM standpoint, Preller standpoint, you know, you got yeah. rid of everybody. Every, the far whole farm was gone. This is the guy who has the only value you have and you keep them. Yes, maybe it's because catcher is, we do lack there. We don't have everybody else. Everywhere else is pretty much covered. Catcher, we don't have, like, we need, 
we need guys. So I, maybe that's what he's thinking. But I just don't thinking he's maybe not that good, and we have to deal with that. Yeah, um, I think we're ju- we we do we have to deal with um, him growing up. You know, uh, he's ran into some problems in the past too. That might be a reason no one wanted him. Remember, he was arrested for like twenty five pounds of weed. When what was Georgia. it? Georgia. Yeah, it was something crazy. With another minor league player. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, but I just think it's his year to like make it or break it. Like, because if he's not good this year, I'm kind of over him. I'm. If I'm he's not good by half the mid year. I want him traded, bro. <laughs> well, that's the thing that I need from the catcher is Nola ranked. If I have to rank him, I probably rank him thirtieth in. Uh, guys stealing on him he's like yes. the worst catcher that he gives up the most stolen bases so if if he can just fix that like he needs to focus on i have to throw runners out like yes he did he did throw a, a runner out in playoffs mookie bets i was at that game talked a lot of shit to surrounding dodger fans <laughs> who think he was safe he wasn't but that was like the that's the moment that goes straight to my head that moment in playoffs. I don't remember him throwing one guy out in the regular season. I don't remember anything during the regular season. Yeah, no. And then wasn't Philly stealing all over us? Yep. And the Schwarber's fat ass was stealing on us. Yeah, the difference between a guy on first and a guy on second is ginormous. Huge. Huge. Scoring position. What do you mean? And Kyle Schwarber, like you said, Roman, Kyle fucking Schwarber. Yeah. Fucking I mean, pig stealing fucking second. I'm he's pissed. probably bottom tier speed guy. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, you don't have to be fast to steal bases. I understand. I was a nasty threat on the base pass in my heyday. So you should be though. You should have to be fast to steal bases. Why would you like? There's a lot of other things. Timing. You're throwing a hundred mile an hour, hundred mile an hour fastball. You should be able to get it. That, I mean, well, an, another thing that with Tatis coming back is the speed's going to be back with the team. We lacked speed last year so bad. So we bad. lacked stolen bases and all of that so bad. So bad that I think Manny Machado led our team in steals last year. Yeah, I mean, he was up there. That's for sure. He could have led our team. He led the team in a lot of categories. Um, But we definitely, like... Need I need Grisham? I mean, maybe Grisham just wasn't on base enough. But maybe every time he gets on, just fucking take a bag. How about it? Fuck. <laughs> All right. Um, more things I want to talk about. Another note. Um, you Darvish and Blake Snell are entering contract years, ladies and gentlemen. That means they are on the last year of the deal that they're signed on and will be free agents. As soon as the season concludes, what does that mean? That means the Padres have a lot of work to do from here till then, because if we lose them, those those are two pretty pretty hefty contracts we have. Okay, so I know that'll free up a lot. I'm not too sure who really is a free agent next year. You um, don't? I well, I saw the list. I, I know it's Shohei Otani. Oh, I do know that. But other pitchers, I think it's like, I think like Kershaw, obviously. Bauer. 
well, Bowers a free agent now. Um, Syndergaard. I saw the list. I think there's a couple Yankees on there. Yeah, Severino as a free agent. Flaherty. Um, yeah, there were so there were some good names. You and you and Snell would be like a top of the class though if they do both make free agency. I'm not sure both of them will become free agents, but do we re-sign both? I don't know. It also depends. You Darvish is getting up there. We've talked about oh, it. 37, 37. 37. Old, old, old. He's been very good for us, though. Yeah. I know we preached earlier a couple years ago to kind of trade him to get some pieces, but if we have to, he would be the guy. There's I I, I wouldn't. But I mean, I love both of these guys, so it's hard for me to say. I, I know it's gonna go down to this year, and I don't know if that hurts us re-signing them because no one likes going in on a you know empty contract. But that is something to think about all year long. Is they're playing for a contract. It usually makes people better. I'm not gonna lie to you. Contract year players are usually motivated an extra motivation because for one you darvish this could be his last last contract that he ever signs and for blake snell the same thing he's he's not the young gun he used to be was he 32 33 30 30 yep okay i'm I'm thinking he's a little older then so he'll he might get another one depending on how he works out I want to say he's a year older than No No Joe. We signed No No Joe to the five year deal. So as as our rotation looks like right now, obviously Joe Musgrove, you Darvish, Blake Snell, get those ones out of the way. We also re-signed Nick Martinez. Nick Martinez, I don't think we'll see himself in the bullpen this year. Um, I think he's going to be our number four and. I am damn sure he will be our number four. We didn't pay him that kind of dollar to be in the pen. Um, Number five, we went and signed Seth Lugo from the Mets. He has preached and preached about wanting to be a starter. We paid him 15 million for two years with the opt out. He's only making seven and a half. He's better in the bullpen, but I'm willing to give him a chance because right now we don't have a number five. So he is a better bullpen that could be like a half and half. Maybe him and, you know, Martinez go back to back. Like, you know, last year we had, a, we piggybacked guys. Um, But then we talked about the Padres wanting to have a sixth man. I think it is needed for the Padres. I think. Absolutely, with the age of these arms, you want to you want to have a sixth man. There are some options we could talk about. Um, Adrian Morihone, I think Done. he's kind of been circled um, as the sixth man right now, but he's never really been a a starter that goes deep. He's one of those guys who get you get a couple innings and you got to go to the pen fourth or fifth inning. Um, so that's an option. 
you have Jay Groom, of formerly of the Red Sox. He came over in the Eric Hosmer trade. He's only 24. He was the 12th pick um, in the 2016 draft. He actually did really well for us last year in the second half of the season for our AAA team. It's hard to pitch in the pod- for the Padres AAA team in that stadium. We all know, um, a.k.a. Ty France hit 400 in that stadium, so 430 bombs. Um, a.k.a. Austin Hedges won a fucking MVP. In that stadium, and Austin Hedges can't bat his weight in the big leagues. Um, what about so, Drew Pomerantz? Drew Pomerantz, I don't think we see him as a starter, especially after the injury that he went through last year. I just yeah. want to see Pomerantz pitch, man. I mean, it might be. We, we've seen him as a starter before. He was an all-star starter for the Padres back in 2016. So I would fucking love to see that again. That's a great point, Roman, that I hadn't even thought of. Yep. Told you. As if, because he had the surgery and could have came back end of last year, maybe if we went to the World Series. If he's been working since then, he might be. But at this point in Drew Pomerantz's career, I don't know if he's wanting to be a starter, if he could sustain being a starter. I don't know. But that that's a great, great question, great topic. Um, but so I was talking about Jay Groom. Uh, we went and signed a guy named Brett Honeywell Jr. He's twenty-eight year old uh, pitcher, Rays and A's organization. Often hurt, but when healthy, this kid's electric. Shani, do you remember Brett Honeywell Jr. at all? Yep. Yeah, twenty-seven years old. Some people consider a bust at the prospect level, um, but the talent is there. But yes, you're right. He didn't pitch for like two whole years at one point in his career. Didn't throw a baseball, not one inning. Um, so I I like that. Um, this is one of the that's a move that I've been asking Preller to make forever, though. I, I'm going to talk about a couple of these guys here in a second. That's been that there have been moves I've been waiting for and wanted forever from Preller. But it, it's a buy low, sell high. It's it's literally one of those that it's low risk, high reward type player where he's risking. We're risking nothing. He's not making we 50 50 this contract. If he makes majors, he makes like a million If he's minors. He makes half of it. So it's like a if and when or contract. Um, But I love that type of deal because that puts a little little pressure in it. A little pressure in it. You can make this much if you make the bigs, but this much. Like, um, so I like that. Um, friend of the pod, Ryan Weathers, obviously has an opportunity. He's a young talent. We saw pitch in the 2020 playoffs and absolutely come in and dethrone. <laughs> it felt like he shut that Dodgers team down for like four or five innings and his major league debut in the playoffs like you don't hear that much um since then been a little shaky didn't have a great year in triple a last year but i've said it again and again hardest pitch to uh, place to pitch but we'll see i mean spring training six man you never know um then julio tehran used to be a good pitcher in this league for the braves couple years since removed if 
we could get something out of him. I mean, I'm not asking for anything. I think he took a year off. Didn't wasn't very good with the Angels uh, a couple of years ago. I'm not hoping for anything, but there could be. I don't know the what he's f- working on. Ruben Nabila, you know, effect. The thing that Nebula, that uh, I think is his name actually. We've been saying it wrong. Nibla, Nibla, Nibla. Uh, the <laughs> thing that that I like and or that I see. That five, that fifth spot, we don't need to ask too much out of that guy. I just want innings. You give me outs. I trust our bullpen. I trust our offense at the moment. Um, I just need outs. You don't have to throw 100 miles per hour. You don't have to have a nasty-ass breaking ball. If you can get ground balls and fly balls, you can eat innings. That's all that that fifth spot is looking for. You know, that's always a carousel. my My true question mark explanation point guy is... Man named of Wilmer Font. He's 33 years old. We signed him at a KBO. Pitched in the KBO the last two years. Had a 269 for them. You know, every so often you get diamonds in the rough out of the KBO. We saw Miles Mikolas um for the Cardinals. Um, I think Merrill Kelly for the Diamondbacks came from the KBO. Nick Martinez. Like bounce back guys. Uh, didn't Suarez come from that? Suarez, yeah, big game. Bob Suarez for us. Uh, KBO re- revived, re- like revamped his whole thing with them. So Wilmer fought absolutely killed it over there for KBO. We signed him. This could be another one of Preller's fucking diamonds in the rough. Mine, mine trick. We also signed Aaron Brooks. There, there's been there's been a lot of the former major league and the minor league deals that we we kind of pushed out there i fucking love all that love that so for a number six guy who am i gonna pick i'm not gonna pick one who if i were to pick one i mean obviously it would be friend of the podcast ryan weathers that's just it's just where my heart my heart love that pick love that pick where my heart did you hear that ryan weathers is is dating margot robbie (laughs) talked about who he's dating on the podcast didn't we actually married married rough (laughs) <laughs> he's dating Darren Ruff oh you're talking about the that tweet was funny though all those tweets that went out kind of had people fucking on their toes for a second going what the fuck uh, I can't stand some people man yeah they're so gullible it's it's honestly insane uh, but another couple moves that the Padres made um, we obviously talked about Nelly Cruz, one year, one million. Um, what about Cole, Matt Carpenter? Matt Carpenter. Um, I said Pedro, and then David Dahl. Adam Engel. Adam Engel, yes. Those are all great signings by Preller. I love that because these guys are going to be true team guys. Matt Carpenter, absolute stud when he was healthy for his short stint with the Yankees. 128 at bats, three batting 305 average, 15 home runs, 37 RBIs, 22 regular season, and that fits right in with our lineup already. I mean, that's 15 home runs. That's more than half of our lineup did last year. Batting a 305, that's way better than our half of our lineup. I will give, I will be the bad boy and say he did play at Yankee Stadium, so. Maybe five of those home runs are gimmies, but but don't forget about that right that. field short fucking corner that peeks out right next to the pole. 
I think we're gonna might we might rename that this year the Matt Carpenter Corner. Well, what I what I love about the Matt Carpenter signing is he's a guy from Texas. And there's another guy who honestly looks just like him when you put them side by side, who plays center field for the Padres. His name's Trent Grisham. And all offseason, they have been spending every single day together hitting. And if we can get a an ounce of Matt Carpenter in Trent Grisham, oh my God. Watch the fuck oh out. <laughs> I think I, I've been such a big fan of Trent Grisham forever. Um since he came over and I knew him, I mean, the Juan Soto hit to him in the playoffs and he bobbled it and Nats, Nats end up being the Brewers. We have both those guys now from that infamous play. Um, but I only think that was going to put a fucking, like, put him in a dark corner, have this fucking hoodie get on. Like, that one I, song? No, what's that? What's that one song? Of the motherfucking perks. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, exactly. You read my mind exactly because I know that changed his life, and I'm just waiting for the moment to change back. And I was was hoping that was last year, but I mean, Big Dick Grish did. He was birthed uh, in the playoffs. If we can get a glimpse, I just hope we get we get it back. I hope that comes uh, full circle. Yeah, and uh, I'll speak a little bit on the Adam Engel. He is a spitting image of a right-handed Trent Grisham. So he's fast as fuck. He plays at a phenomenal center field, but is going to hit 190. Not not going to really not going to produce with the bat in his hand. That's Adam Engel. David Dahl. He played in Colorado. Was his best years. Coors Field is notorious for <laughs> producing batters. So. I, he hasn't might have made this guy his entire career. Entire career, because he hasn't done a lick of nothing since he left. You know, and it, and it happens. That it truly happens. Guys just fall off out of nowhere after leaving course. Nolan has it though, but whatever. And uh, and quick, quick. Uh, speaking of course field, uh, the Rockies owner, you're a piece of shit, and I hope that you make literally the least amount of money in baseball because you have zero fans attending your game and you're the laughing stock of baseball. So um, yep. have fun watching the Padres in the playoffs, potentially in national television, maybe in a world series. I just hope you have a ton amount of fun watching them. I can't wait till we play them. And it's going to be that one summer day. And we're going to beat them like 30 to nothing. This lineup in that goddamn stadium is going to just hit fucking balloons. I would love that. They're just going to go. Gone. And I want to talk about the lineup really quick. Go ahead. Let's hammer it out, Trevor. Let's hear it. Um, so I'm just gonna speak on the top four because this is who very interchangeable. But you got Xander Bogarts, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis after 20 games, of course. But still, you wanna pitch to Xander Bogarts? Let's say he hits a double. All right, leadoff double into great. Now you got Juan Soto coming up to the plate. Juan Soto or Fernando Tatis, whatever you want to do. Okay, let's say you walk him. Damn. First and second now with Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado up. This is a recipe for disaster for the other team. It is you can't you cannot pitch around anyone. Years pass. Let's put Manny on, let's put Fernando on, and let's go after Eric Hosmer. Let's go after uh you remember when we were in the goddamn playoffs of the Dodgers would just walk everybody and then get to the pitcher spot, dude? Because we had yeah. no more bench options, and it would just fucking piss me off, dude. No one else could hit. 
And they would just walk people around, get to the pitcher spot, strike them out. Ah, it would drive me bonkers. But and then a, we're another not guy anymore. Yeah, another guy who I think is going to benefit from having those four guys in front of him is uh, first baseman Jay Cronenworth. First I think- baseman. I fucking love that you. First you know, baseman? First baseman, Cronenworth. Yes, that is our first baseman. We saw him when Eric Hosmer could not play those games whenever he had the tummy aches and stuff that he was dealing with. He's got the stretch. Oh, yeah. Jake at first. I mean, I love it. We're going to have more power than we need. We don't need the typical first baseman that is big, lumpy. No, give me a guy who's going to make the play. Yeah. Give me a goddamn shortstop playing first base. Give me a yeah. shortstop playing every goddamn position for the fucking San Diego Padres. And first base, shortstop, Jake Cronenworth was drafted as a shortstop out of Michigan. Second, second base, shortstop, Kim or Hassan Kim, my bad. <laughs> shortstop, shortstop, Xander Bogarts. Third base, shortstop, Manny Machado. Right field, shortstop, Fernando Tatis. This is going to be such a fucking fun athletic ass team, dog. Oh, I forgot to mention our goddamn catcher, Austin Nola, shortstop, drafted fucking college. You're fucking (laughs) kidding me, dude. The team is let's not forget fucking shortstop. Our starting pitcher was a shortstop too. Joe Musgrove (laughs) in high school. Oh, Musgrove. I mean, they say the best athletes are shortstops. That's what they say. I mean, never saw Shenny play short, but. Oh, oh brother, really we're only bringing the film. <laughs> we're bringing the film. Oh, brother. They had to put me there because they had no other athletes. I was oh, the most athletic. We almost just saw Shenny jump through the screen if you're watching it. Holy smokes. Came from left field with that one. But I'm just saying, well, I mean, Matt Carpenter probably should shortstop drafted. I mean, he played third forever. But this team is just going to be so much fun to watch if you're a Padres fan. And you said Xander leadoff. I'm telling you, it's going to be Fernando Tatis. The Padres well, I've been playing. you get to the fucking game as soon as possible because if you miss that fucking shortstop, that right field shortstop, you're <laughs> I'm going to always call Tatis a shortstop. I don't know what it is. I've been playing a lot of uh, simulations on franchise mode and it will be the show. Oh, you're so I like I like to mess with the lineup and see how see how guys do. I like Fernando hitting third, first. I personally like Soto hitting second, but that's just me. I want Soto in the first inning against that pitcher. So you can put him anywhere, to be honest. But I'm I'm I love Tatis at leadoff, man. He loves to start games. He I just I will preach it. Tatis Juan Xander. Tatis Juan Xander. Many. Crone, Nel- Nelson Cruz, yeah. Matt Carpenter, Kim Nola, done. Oh, Grisham, nine, done. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. Every given Sunday. And <laughs> so what do you think of our friend Rick Profar? Because I want to see him back. Sad. I don't I know if. Rick, why you opt out? <laughs> Your fault, buddy. Sad. Yes. True. Um, I think we can't afford him, but what kind of contract? He, we can't give him three years, four-year contract. We just can't. 
That's oh, you fit, you you give him what he opt out of, but you minus like ten bucks and say, buddy, that's my <laughs> lunch payment for you fucking opting out. But no, I mean it is sad. I don't think we really have a spot for him on the team. I mean, yeah, I, I bench every day. He'll fill in when someone's hurt, but that I'm pretty sure that was Matt Carpenter's role, or and then Nelson Cruz at DH, and then that we could flip them all around. I mean, who's our starting right fielder if Rick is not on the team? I mean, you have to probably put Ozakar there. We'll put Ozakar there to start the year. Oh, for 20 games? I mean, Matt Carpenter could play outfield for 20 games. Adam Engel could play outfield for 20 games. Yeah. Dolph could play outfield for 20 games. I mean, there's a lot of guys who could go play left field for 20 games. I mean, yeah, I would love to see him back, but I don't know where the money situation is anymore. I don't. I don't know what the Padres have for money. I don't know. What oh, don't 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 worry about the money, buddy. Don't I, worry I know, about the money. I, I I have to tell myself, don't worry about the money. Grandpa, Grandpa Peter has. Petey got me. Plenty of money. Petey got me, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, yes, you do want him back. He he was electric for us at times, but I just don't think he's an everyday player, and I know he's gonna want to be. I'm just thinking about because I have watched these Padre teams not this te- not this Padre team but I have watched Padre teams in the past where yeah, it's team. like where the fuck is our depth one guy goes down and we're fucked we got fucking Brandon Dixon fucking playing every yeah. fucking day fuck. like I do I do remember those moments I do trust me I remember them I'm not and I don't Carlos injury is part of the game I can't I have to expect somebody is possibly is going to get hurt. It's just part of the game. So I want to prepare for that. I want to be as prepared as possible. And best case scenario, I don't even need him. It's a waste of money. And fuck, my bad. Waste of money. Sorry, Peter. I just gave this guy $5 billion out of your pocket to do absolutely nothing. To be a vibes guy. I mean, yeah, I, I would take Profar back immediately because do I think Profar is better than David Dahl? Yes. Adam Engel? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. In the outfield and with the bat, probably. Yeah, better than both of those two outfielders we signed onto this team to play outfield and run. Yes, I do think he's better every day bat outfield. What is he asking for though? Why did he opt out? We we yeah. paid him seven and a half million or eight million dollars. I mean, buddy. It was three year, twenty four million. Obviously, opt out after the second. So yeah, eight million. He opted out after the first. I thought. I thought we had him 2020 and last year, or 2021 and last year. But we extended him la- after the first because we traded for him and then gave him a two-year deal, I thought, or three-year deal. I don't know. Whatever. He opted out. I, I, a, I do think that's Preller a little bit saying, you opted out. I mean. Yeah, and that it could come back to Biden because he's like, oh, I had a – a way better year than anyone was expecting me to. So who, why is no one signing me? But, you know, Manny Machado didn't get signed until halfway through spring training. Not saying Profar and Manny Machado are on the same tiers, but, you know, and it still might, a couple more it weeks. might be him waiting till that first spring training injury pops off and someone pays him out of pocket. Yeah. You know, because a team, it always happens. Someone goes down first week. Ah, shit. Ankle. Cash it, crash on his motorcycle. 
Ah, shit. <laughs> there goes my fucking star shortstop. One day before fucking we're supposed to get on the fucking road with the season. <laughs> uh, and for, Fernando, if, if you're listening to this. If you ever listen we're, to this. We're gonna, I'm going to give you the shit till you retire, baby. Until this goes back to my mind. You're going to get shit from me. You're going to get shit from Bob Roman. I don't know uh, how nope. the the and Latin I'm, perspective I'm, comes. I'm but. giving him shit as a buddy. Respect always. We're, me and him are buddies. That's yeah. just what it is. I might tell him to buy a razor at FanFest just for the funnies. He gives me more than 20 home runs. Yeah, I mean, if you guys home. are watching this, this will come out before <laughs> FanFest. Make sure you be there. If you're a fan of us, come and say hi. Be rocking some average takes gear. Um, yeah, that's what it is. Fan Fest this weekend, Saturday, nine to four. So get out there. If you ain't there, you're square. Um, and I saw someone tweet, another Padres fan tweet, the Dodgers are hosting an experience like the Padres, but they have everything you can do, like you have to pay for. So charging for signatures. Uh, yeah, charging for signatures. It was like two hundred dollars to get something signed by your favorite player. Six hundred and fifty to meet your your favorite athlete. I think is what it was. For six hundred and fifty dollars. You're freaking kidding me. I really don't give a fuck about what the Dodgers do. That guy is a little being a little nosy, maybe being a little too who gives a fuck, but sure Padre fans he got he got the reaction he was looking for, so maybe that's what it was, but I really don't I I could care less if they charge or not. No, but I'm just saying everything the Padres are doing is free 99. Come and have fun. Dodgers are charging you they, they love their fans. Love. They love their fans. What the Dodgers are getting their fans on is all that money is going to charity. So they want you to spend all that money so they can go to charity while the Padres are just going to sell all the alcohol and, and all the uh It's the a food. tax write-off to go for charity. Everyone says for charity, for charity. Dodgers bump- owe a lot in taxes because the last fucking three years they've always been out of budget. So the tax bracket is fucking crazy. They have to donate. They got to pay for Bauer's contract as well. Thirty million, I think. Thirty-five, I think they have to pay him. Uh they pay him right? twenty-two out of pocket. Twenty-two. That's what they. Twenty-two. Yeah, twenty-two. I'm pretty sure is what. For a guy on a different team, that's a that's a good deal. For a guy fucking not on your team, I, I mean, will we see Bauer play this year? Uh, after the news of former San Diego Padre Mike Clevenger, I doubt it. I doubt it as well. I don't think someone signs him. I think both of them get blackballed by the league. He might be done. If he gets caught guilty. Because we are in America and innocent until proven guilty. But, I mean, some of the shit that's came, been coming out, pretty fucking gnarly. Gross. Wish he came out sooner. Wish he got caught sooner. Gross. Yeah, facts. Um, because they said during the season, so I would not have been rude for that fucking great a asshole. So you know, I'm a fan of the team, not a fan of fucking weirdos. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, 
Um, not too much else to say, folks. Uh, did you have anything else to really touch on? I hope um, you guys at games this year. I fucking love the Padres. I love the oh. uniform, the colors. Yes, I'm rocking a little, little different piece today. Got the brown and pink. Got the jacket. I'm getting excited, boys. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, season is only like a month away. Really. I mean, March baseball starts. That's what I always tell myself. March it starts. March it starts. Uh, right it's, after it's like April. Is it like April? No, it's 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 March thirty thirtieth is the opening day. Yeah, end of March. Right after March Madness. No, March Madness early early March. March Madness is all March. <laughs> Madness. Come no, on. that's not why they call it March Madness, dude. That's not why they call it March Madness. <laughs> All right. Nothing wrong with being average. Love you guys. Hope to see you this weekend. Hope to see you at some games. Hope to see you at the World Series. Hope to see you at the parade. Uh, actually, do you guys have your season predictions, your records? What do you think the Padres will sit at? Where do you think you want to say anything like that? Um, Just off the top of my head, I think the Padres are going to go like 140 and 20. In 22, sorry. <laughs> I, realistically, I think the Padres go one hundred and six wins. Six wins? A hundred and six. Oh, dude. What is that equal to? 54 losses? Nope. 58. 58 losses. Nope. No, nope. not 58. 56, 56 sorry. Losses. Yeah. Sorry, we're both retards. I'll say 110 and 53 loss. 110 wins and 52 losses. 52 losses. Nice. I think I'm most accurate, honestly. 140 and 22 is going to be a record this year. I think the record is 116. And we haven't won. I don't think the Padres won 100 games once ever in their whole franchise. Hey, TTIN. Yeah, we're going to win 140 this year. Let's go. I'm not mad. I'm going to be an average. We're going to keep it up. Uh, Another baseball pod probably coming. Full baseball, breakdown, divisions, all that type stuff. Or is that too early? I don't know. we'll, we'll We'll take this offline. Nothing wrong with being average. Go Padres. Go Padres.